Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again, E-Society podcast, and this is Clone Society, back with episode six. We're here to talk about three of the final four episodes of Clone Wars ever, episode nine, 10, and 11 of season seven, Old Friends Not Forgotten, Phantom Apprentice, and Shattered. This is it for Clone Wars. This is... uh, the final season we didn't know we were getting until they launched uh, Disney Plus, and you know, now here we are with it. Uh, hopefully, you had a chance to listen to our past uh, Clone Wars, Clone Society episodes. Uh, we had fun doing it, even though we weren't able to keep up a weekly like we wanted to. Uh, as we're recording this, we're only a day away from the series finale airing on uh, May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Uh, but before I go any further, it's Jade. Hey guys, what's up? All right, yes, yes, here we are, ready to uh, bring the Clone Wars series to an end. And I just gotta say, for these uh, final episodes, just even kicking them off, like, we had all the other uh, arcs in this season with the the Bad Batch and Ahsoka and the uh, Martez sisters... But then when you get to this, all of a sudden it opens up with, it's so cool, the original Lucasfilm limited production logo, like the original trilogy of films had attached to them when they were in theaters. And then the uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars, normally in yellow, it's in red, signaling that they're entering the timeline of Revenge of the Sith. Ooh, and the um, title is as well. It's red too. Right. So uh, we'll get dig into these one by one, uh, as we should. Um, old friends not forgotten. Uh, during the opening, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. One of the things you, it's uh, uh, really cool to catch is uh, uh, Grievous, as he appeared uh, in the Revenge of the Sith, which he didn't, you know, his look throughout the series the clone war series it looked a little different but it was cool that they finally decided to show him even if they weren't going to really feature him in this final season they got him looking exactly like he does in the films yeah i know it's an exact replica it was a cool thing to do right and uh another thing which uh i forgot to actually mention to you off wax but uh I'll mention to you now, and then, you know, we're, we, pl- we play the episode in the background as we record this to kind of get an idea of, uh, you know, what we want to talk about. But one thing I, I, I can't believe, I don't think I ever mentioned to you, you know that Kanan appeared in the beginning of this? Wait, what do you mean in the beginning of this? Yeah, in the intro, uh, there's a Jedi Council shot, and you can see Kanan. It's going to, uh, let's get your live reaction. What? It's going to come right here. Oh my gosh, that's him! Yeah, and his, the, yeah, Master Depla Bibla. That's a tiny Kanan! Oh my god! I just thought it was some random kid. Why did you tell me? Yeah, it's just one of those things. And, you know, it's cool too, because if you're familiar, if you're like a really into the whole Star Wars lore, you know that uh, one of the Jedi Council members, that was Kanan's master, uh, Depla Bibla. Uh, and it's cool to see on the shot that uh, he's right next to her. I've paused it now. 
right you can see yeah yeah that's cool um doesn't she become a casualty of the order 66 doesn't he see her like doesn't she tell him like go like run away or something like that yeah they covered that in In the the comics comics. yeah Yeah. in the comics i knew i'd read that one yeah they did a series uh when marvel comics kicked off the canaan series was one of the first they did and it kind of told his origin story really yeah i vaguely remember that and that's one thing that sticks out to me is that i think she dies (laughs) and he's like told to like run away and then you see his like journey of like hiding himself as a jedi and all that right so in the rest of the opening we've got other cool shots straight out of the revenge of the sith we got plo koon in his jedi starfighter which when order 66 goes down he's shot down in it but it shows a minute so that's cool we got aelis kura and uh commander bly with his visor down just like he had it in the film on felucia don't you see her get shot yeah, the, it's almost like right here, like the shot they have establishing in the show here. Uh, and then when the order comes in, that yeah, they they were behind her. And then, yeah, they just take the shot. So. This, is, this is so crazy because like, yes, everything in this universe is like connected and all that. But it's kind of it's so cool to actually see like a big part of the Star Wars history. Like you get to see what kind of came before it and the characters that we know, like what they were actually like doing. Right, exactly. And it's always fun to, like, connect the dots like this, to do little things, like drop a, a Kanan in there, which would connect, you know, Clone Wars to Rebels, yeah. you know, in the timeline. So after all these the establishing shots, which are really cool, it then kicks into it into, like, an action scene that really does feel like it's right out of, you know, one of the films, either... Uh, the end of Attack of the Clones, or, you know, fittingly in Revenge of the Sith. And the opening establishing shot of, uh, of Obi-Wan uh, saving uh, Commander Cody uh, is so cool. It's such a cool, heroic shot, and the music and everything. They fall back, and then uh, Anakin gets his hero shot reveal where he just comes out, and he's like standing there and he's like you know what are you doing take cover and there's something so cool about that to me where it did give the vibe not only of the films but also of the uh tarkovsky uh clone wars animated series which i thought was one of the some of the best uh obi-wan anakin kind of like clone wars bonding they actually did uh the one i'm thinking of exactly is do you remember it was like raining and kenobi's Bugs. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, how can you eat all that? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I totally agree. There's something about that um, that little miniseries in particular that just feels like it's so it's so minimalist, but you can just see like all the like caring factors put into it. And I don't know, it's just you you get this whole show to like see how how Obi and Anakin's like relationship has like grown and also like fallen apart obviously that connects to the films in a big way but also like in that series in particular you see how they like like each other and they kind of like banter more than just obi-wan getting annoyed at anakin right and going back to um the actual episode uh anakin with the humor um he's he's like standing above commander cody and obi-wan and all these guys who are like taking cover and stuff like that 
and it just it feels like like his character you know like everyone says like oh like he's the chosen one and you know like the chosen one is supposed to be like out there and kind of like is always there to like to the rescue and stuff like that and you know obi-wan he's like a great jedi you know he is like he's he is like he was um anakin's master and so like they're all just waiting there and then here's this like guy standing us all up and he has a plan of his own and you could talk about that right exactly and yeah to play off of what you were saying it does and to me it felt like such a connection to the tarkovsky clone Wars series because in that one you know the battle's going and obi-wan he checks in with commander Cody, and he's like yes we're right on schedule you know it'll take a couple more months and he's like ah and then you know and he comes up with the bugs and then he's like you know no we're just gonna we're just gonna walk in it we're gonna go under him and we're gonna take him out and that's that and this kind of echoed that in that he walks up and then he draws out the uh, tactical droid which opens up and it turns out r2 and um, rex and the rest of the 501st is underneath the bridge they were waiting so as soon as they take out the uh tactical droid they've lost their tactical advantage and the 501st all sweeps into action and uh quickly ends the battle yeah it's so cool yep so from there uh, moving forward a little in the episode uh, we get the um i guess awaited though maybe unexpected except for we saw it in the preview for this season the uh uh, Anakin, Obi-Wan, Ahsoka uh, reunion. And what did you think about that scene? Oh, it was just, uh, it, was, it was awkward, you know? Because here's like this high stress situation and then Ahsoka comes back with, um, you know what I'm talking Bo about. Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan, yes, I'm so sorry. I can't remember the name. Bo-Katan. And, um, and... Anakin's like shocked and Ahsoka's like playing like the cool cool card like I don't know something like long time no see master or something like that and then Anakin's like oh my gosh and you can just see Obi-Wan on the side like oh man why am I here like <laughs> like you can just feel the tension you know right um interesting to note that Admiral Yularen a uh, long time on the Clone Wars he's also uh, in this scene, and also, uh, Yularen was taken as an idea from the original Star Wars. You know, some know it as A New Hope, but it's the original Star Wars. And there's a kind of Death Star meeting of the Imperial Minds, where Tarkin talks about the uh, the Imperial Senate has been dissolved. Last remnants of the Old Republic have been swept away. Right. And uh, there's one guy kind of in a white imperial uh, officer's outfit, and that is Yularen. Oh, okay. So that that's actually where they got the idea to use him for Clone Wars, is they wanted to pull somebody from the film. That's pretty cool. I like that. I never knew. Yeah. So uh, kind of the next big moment in the episode is... As they we fall into the kind of Revenge of the Sith timeline, we get the notification that uh, Grievous is attacking Coruscant. And so they've got a rush there and they can, you know, 
in the war and whatnot. So before Obi-Wan and Anakin depart, uh, the Anakin uh, decides to present a gift almost of sorts to Ahsoka and her cause to kind of do this Mandalorian mission. And uh, part of the 501st, which is always under Anakin Skywalker, and a lot of people would know as that's the... In real life, that's what the uh, costuming group, the official costuming group of Star Wars, they've taken that 501st designation. But yeah, in the show, yeah, it's under him. Anyways, part of their ranks had decided to uh, paint their helmet in the style of Ahsoka to be Ahsoka's troops for this mission. Yeah, and that was so sweet. I was like, oh my gosh, like, how much time passed, you know? Like, And like one of the guys makes a joke like, Oh, it's not the best paint job, but, you know, we did what we could, and I was like, oh, like, and it's really cool, too, it's, like, in the style of, um, her, um, head tails, and then, like, her facial, what would you, how do you, what would you call that? Like, well, it's, uh, it's obviously it's like not her, face paint, no. but you would, you would, you would almost say that, but it's not. call it that, but it's not, like, it's genuinely her, like, yeah, so I thought that was cute. Um, and then uh, a little cute little side thing that happened that I was like, yay, they added that, is um, as Ahsoka is um, arriving before she sees her gift, um, they kind of, like, welcome her and stuff like that. And then quickly, as, as fast as he can, R2, like, R2's the first one to greet her, and I thought that was really sweet. And she has, like, a little, like, tap tap the head moment, and I'm just like, oh yay. Super cute. Yeah, love that. Because they bonded. Right. They really, they went through a lot, like. <laughs> For sure. So, with that, um, they say their real goodbye for the last time. We once upon a time thought that they were saying their last goodbyes uh, as she left the Jedi Order. You mean, we, you mean Ahsoka and Anakin? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, this time, it's a true kind of last goodbye until the events of Rebels and the fight there. And, you know, that she didn't believe that it was really him. Remember? Yeah, no, I remember that. And I thought it was I thought it was interesting. Because thinking about in terms of timeline, how much time passed between the, la- between the last time they saw each other and then when that happened? It was a good amount because Rebels is set... Uh, in the years right before Rogue One and New Hope. Damn. I mean, not that not that it could be all that possible, but you think that she would have like tried to like possibly find out what happened or like reach him somehow, you know? Right. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see if they do tell try to tell some kind of tale after this. Uh, I don't know if I kind of doubt it would be animation but maybe a comic series maybe a novel something like that uh one thing i caught on screen that i also did want to mention which was a nice just kind of like connection and and reminding you of events of previous in the clone wars was the bo-katan obi-wan kind of meeting because bo-katan it was the sister of duchess sabine and she, they knew how close she was. It was Bo-Katan that actually uh, helped break Obi-Wan out of 
the prison after the events of Sabine's passing, you know, at the hands of Maul. So, anyways. Real quick, can we talk about that whole, like, plot, though, and how, like, oh my god, like, the Jedi aren't for revenge, but the revenge that Obi tried to get on him for that? Right. Yeah, I mean. like, Obi-Wan really did love her. And that was, like, evident in the in the series. Yeah, it was. So. So, yeah, once they say their now goodbyes here, I do gotta say, and I'll probably mention this a few times more, especially as we continue with these, with this set of three episodes, and then tomorrow with the, our Star Wars Day and our series finale coverage, the music that they ended up doing the score for this it's so moody and foreboding and you're already a little on edge as somebody you know if you know you're listening to this podcast thank you and you probably are just as into star wars as we are and you know what's you know you know all the events and everything but still they're able to kind of with the music it's a real sense of dread and, you know, you feel you're waiting for, you know, Order 66 and, you know, the rise of the Empire is, like, right around the corner. We're right there on the edge of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really weird because, like, it's one of those cases where you know what's going to happen and you're just waiting for the bomb to drop, like, and how, like, these people went through it. Um, I feel like I didn't thought, but I can't remember, so... All right, well, continuing on, the uh, character that made the deal with Maul um, as kind of to be kind of like the, he, he opposed uh, Duchess Sabine uh, for Mandalorian power in the original part of the series. Turns out he's still in power, and one of the most interesting thing is all the Mandalorians... Uh, having their armor painted red and black like mall style and i know i saw on the social media right around the time that this episode aired um three weeks ago now that they the guy that the sam wit witwer or Whitmer, he's yeah he's the voice of darth maul in the series he was like doing the tag uh maul delorean oh that's funny i like that I think it's really cool how, um, we're gonna talk about it here in a second, but let's, uh, like, I think it's cool to have the juxtaposition, um, the, the, the fact that Maul, like, and, and his people have the, like, the red going on, and then Ahsoka has, Ahsoka and her guys have their colors, and so it's not just, like, plain. Yeah, the Ahsoka's Bo-Katan's troops, they're, like, X. Death Watch uh, kind of colors, which is interesting, and everybody was wondering if we'd see a connection to the Mandalorian because they decided to have Death Watch members be the rescuer of the Mandalorian, uh-huh. the character from that series. So uh, there might be. I just haven't maybe dug into the details enough myself. One character that does stand out that we saw in the original uh, Clone Wars kind of Death Watch moments is the character uh, Gar Saxon. And the interesting thing with him is uh, 
it'd be kind of cool if they all had it but he of all the people is like designated as like the actual like mall delorean because his helmet has like almost the mall head spikes Mm -hmm. on it so i thought that was a really cool touch and honestly that's something i'd love to see as some kind of figure if not a pop then like a black series or even a regular uh, vintage style collection so yeah i can totally see him doing something like that yep so uh with that note uh, the kind of attack begins with uh ahsoka and bokatan's troops you know supported by this uh division part of the 501st that uh, Anakin has split off they're they're making their way down to the planet and they've got all the uh, republic gunships that they're coming down with that's really cool and it's it's a cool like just opening kind of battle to the whole situation with the uh, Mandalorians jumping into flight with uh, jetpacks and Ahsoka just getting out there and there's this moment where she uh one of the pilots his ship is going down and she's able to help him like rip off the top or else he would have gone down with the ship yeah she helps the guy out that's super cool um also her and rex have this funny moment where she's like i'll race you and he's like okay i'm down and then you know she has her whole fight going on like taking down the enemy ships and stuff like that and saves the one guy and then she gets down and like it's like the coolest move ever on one of the is it is it a plane or a bad guy? Who does she like slice? One of the Maul's Mandalorians. I think so. Yeah. Um. We'll see in a sec here, so I'll be, I'll be able to correct it if I can't remember. Um. But yeah, it's just one of the coolest shots, and I think it might have been like on something. Like, scrolling through media, I think I might have seen that one particular shot on a video, and then I quickly scrolled past it. But I knew that was going to be, like, a cool shot, and so I was super excited. Um, yeah. All right, well, uh, we're almost there, so we might as well just kind of delay and uh, let you describe what you were talking about. Yeah, so, okay, she jumps off the crashing ship of her one of her guys. And, yeah, she actually doesn't crash onto anything. She just, like, really cool, like like force jumps down onto the platform and it's like however many bad guys like shooting at her and she takes them all and it's really cool and then the other guys show up and it's awesome and then uh finally rex shows up and he's like oh wait no ahsoka says to him it's like beat you and he's like some things never change (laughs) yeah which is is fun because i think that does tie all the way to the beginning of their story together so from that point they kind of rush in and uh, they're trying to obviously point of this mission is to track down Maul and he's not in there but the uh, the guy that kind of wanted to seize power on Mandalore he is and you know Bo-Katan takes him down it's interesting to see him even uh, armored up but she's easily takes him down and they're trying to find out where maul is and you know he's not too forthcoming but it you know turns out he's down kind of below them i wouldn't say really in the 
sewers or anything but anyways it becomes like a, a trap and he uh, finally reveals himself at the end of the episode and that's kind of where they left us hanging for a whole week and i think that's what they've done that's kind of been the thread on all these episodes on how they've kind of left us hanging i think every episode you were like kind of like ah that's it right yeah like you know, it's like you're, you're expecting it to be like a movie, just like keep going, and then they like cut it off at an important point. And obviously, that's the point of a TV show is to keep you wanting more, so you return to the next episode. But I'm like, man. Right. So on that note, that does bring us to season seven, episode ten, Phantom Apprentice, and Maul with the support of his Mandalorian troopers have her surrounded and he kind of starts to divulge his plan and one of the coolest moments that uh, I thought was when he talks about uh, you know he he feels like the moment's almost upon us and we know he's talking about Order 66 and he's talking about Darth Sidious and you know the dark side's never been stronger and it's like oh man like just you feel like everything's coming into place and he divulges to her his plan was he knew about uh, you know Anakin Skywalker's place and all this and was trying to lure him here so he could take him out I thought he was trying to do Obi-Wan no 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 he uh, that would have been great but no what he actually what he really wanted was to knock out Anakin Skywalker he foresaw what's to pass and it does pass but yeah well well, no no he doesn't he doesn't know everything but yeah he 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 knows enough especially from his time with Darth Sidious no yeah I get that I was just yeah I understand so he talks long enough that um Ahsoka ends up getting support from her troopers and they descend upon the Mandalorians and, you know, there's a scramble chase and, you know, of course, Maul gets away for the time being and they kind of have to go back up topside where he, she reports to Obi-Wan and the interesting thing is he's already made his way to Utapau and we know where that is in the timeline of Revenge of the Sith that the attack has begun... Uh, we're recording a pod here and Jade's decided to take a uh, social break no I'm just checking something sorry (laughs) (laughs) um yeah no I'm I'm sorry about that um please continue After the check-in on Utapau, obviously she's a little, you know, wary of the situation with Maul because he bring she brings up like everything that he talked about about Darth Sidious and Obi Wan reveals that Count Dooku once, you know, said that name to him in the movie in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, Attack of the Clones and he's he's he actually divulges his whole the whole plan he's talking about you know sith lord darth sidious you know actually controls everything and you got to join me obi-wan and you know only together can we stop him right yeah which is always a theme yeah, uh, like, for the sith they always throw that <laughs> yeah team up with me and we can take down the person and you know 
charge. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a common theme, and usually it doesn't work, but you always gotta try. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, episode continues on. Let's kind of move through it. Um, what am I... I, the, one of the things that I really like about this episode, I know in particular that they wanted to show what led up to Order 66, but I really love that um, Ahsoka is a part of it because she is my favorite character, and I think it's cool that we get to see where she was when everything went down and all this chaos made even more chaos. <laughs> right. There was a cool scene I just moved past where Bo-Katan was like in an elevator and she like has to use her jetpack, all its power, and it gets kind of busted up. Um, and like it's, she put, has to push it to the max to kind of save herself. And like right before the bottom, it kind of gives out and sparks out. And that's such a cool shot. And uh, another thing that people might miss, which just is just so fun to connect the dots of the Star Wars series as a whole, at about the 1150 mark, Maul's kind of having a meeting of uh, the syndicate that he's uh, set up with uh, the Pikes and everything. And there's a great little shot of... Uh, Dryden Voss, Paul Bettany's character from Solo. Yeah, I was going to say, like, he looks really familiar. That's funny that it's him. Wow. Cool connection. Yeah, so uh, great shot there and just awesome to connect it because we know Maul's connection to Solo and everything like that. So as the episode continues, trying to load it. There's kind of a last push by Bo-Katan to, you know, secure Mandal- Mandalore once again. And with Maul uh, kind of setting, you know, the direction of his crime syndicate out and like knowing the events that are playing out, he's ready to kind of let Mandalore go. He's ready to be this, you know, crime syndicate boss, you know, that he's set up with the Pikes and Dryden Voss and everything. The look with like this outfit he's got going on, like just like the the like the bunched up. I don't know. I I can't tell like his full outfit because the scene has changed. But just like the the grimy like dark, almost robe looking material. Kind of. It's probably more different than that. But I just kind of. Oh wait, I can see him again. Yeah, no, his outfit is kind of like gangster crime. In the in the Star Wars universe, boss like material. I think that's funny. Right. So it's there's a it's a great uh, it's all kind of led up to this, and they definitely hyped it that way that uh, Maul versus Ahsoka and him kind of you know once again laying down like what's at stake here and why she does need to join him because you know Darth Sidious you know gonna take command of things right yeah um he really is trying to warn her and i think that's something that you kind of well i kind of connected throughout the episode seeing his interactions with her he's like really trying to like 
warn her and as like an audience member you're like you know what's gonna happen so you're like like wow like he's right you know like there really is gonna be like this terrible time coming and it's crazy so as the episode winds down, Maul abandons his Maul DeLoreans and, yeah, and he just tells them, you know, to die well. Yeah, and he's like, he it's very like, I don't know, like Maul-esque in a way. He's like, he's just like ditching them, like trying to like get away for himself, completely leaving Ma- a Mandalore behind and the whole mission. And then he's like, peace out, you know, like, like, you know, dad said, die well. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, there's no honor left. Like, (laughs) there's no honor in this right now. Like, (laughs) yeah, so he's already on to his next move. And um, there's one more kind of like above the city on these kind of scaffoldings. Uh, There's like a final confrontation there between... Maul and Ahsoka and at one point he has her on the ropes but then she's able to kind of flip it and he falls but she like grabs him with the force and he's like just let me drop and then of course these gunships come up and he's like no no he's like just like you know let me you know let me fall and he's like no and they like uh, kind of stun him and everything and he's left hanging there and that's kind of how the episode comes to a close for that week but there is one more of course and that's the one that just came out this last friday it's the third part of the four and it is i want to do the name here it is shattered while Ahsoka returns Maul to the Jedi in Coruscant, Order 66 is declared. And we kind of knew uh, we were just on the edge of it and it had to happen. But, you know, just waiting for it here. And it's cool that we actually only had to wait a few days. This dropped on a Friday like they all have before. And then they're going to, you know, hook it up with the the fourth episode on a Monday, uh, May the 4th. Right, yeah, and that's super exciting. Um, I, like, I, wow, you can tell how fuzzled my, my brain is right now. Um, I'm just really excited about all of this happening. Um, yeah, it's been, what, four, so this is four total episodes? Well, it's, it's, it's going it's to three be. three Yeah, no, that's what I mean, like, but four total, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so it's, it's like four episodes of, like, this, awesome story that's actually not that much time right it's only like a few days if that yeah and the cool thing is they'll probably just leave it in this format but you could truly like stitch it together and this could be like just a film in its own especially the way it's four part it's near two hours total so yeah really cool but uh The episode does open with Maul kind of all wrapped up and captured and Ahsoka meets with Bo-Katan. And then we get our next kind of really cool Revenge of the Sith crossover moment, which was really great because I pulled up Revenge of the Sith before we started recording this to kind of show how the lines are exactly the same of... 
real quick, sorry, didn't want to interrupt, but there was actually a point in this in the scene before that. Um, Ahsoka and Bo-Katan are talking about Maul's kind of entrapment device. I don't know exactly what it's called, but it's really cool because apparently, um, technically they're like illegal or whatever because of like what um Bo-Katan's sister actually did with the laws and stuff like that so that's pretty interesting but on top of that it's um Bo-Katan said it was the last one of that entrapment that Maul is currently in yeah and what they're referencing there is uh, the long kind of talked about the classic old old republic uh mandalorian jedi war They've referenced that in a lot of things. That's where um, the Darksaber actually comes from, is kind of an end to the Jedi Mandalorian War. It was given as a gift uh, from the Jedi to the Mandalorians, the Darksaber. And then it's passed on uh, from, pre, you know, people pre-Vizsla to, you know, Sabine Wren and the Wren family and then somehow it eventually ends up with uh, Moff Gideon in the time of the Mandalorian after Return of the Jedi so it'll be interesting to see if when Mandalorian comes back if they get into any of how he was able to come upon this because Sabine had her had her time with it but uh she continued on with the rebels and actually left the dark cyber saber behind with her people on uh, Mandalore. Right. Yeah. I'd like to connect those pieces together. That'd be interesting to see. Yep. So anyways, back to what we we're talking about, about the connection between this episode and revenge of the Sith. We're at the point now where we're like just moments away from order 66 and we get the holographic check-in where in the film we have Mace Windu in live form in the show here though we have everybody in holographic form mace windu yoda kiari mundi and ayla sakura all lined up and it's you know talking about that you know when grievous is is captured the chancellor needs to give up his you know emergency powers and if he doesn't he should be removed from office and wait what what are his emergency powers again sorry that's what he got that's what he got at the end of Attack of the Clones when there was the crisis and they manipulated Jar Jar, obviously, to what would, you know, Senator Amidala do if she was here? And he helps, he thinks that the Chancellor should have, you know, emergency security powers. And he says that, oh, yeah, when this crisis has abated, I'll give up these powers. He says it in Attack of the Clones. And then in Revenge of the Sith, they talk about him, that he needs to, you know, the Clone War is coming to an end and he needs to, the dark side of the force, you know, moves around the Chancellor, surrounds the Chancellor, like everything like that. So Yeah, and that's the line that he says, right? Right. So the cool thing is in the film, there's actually like a wipe after all these things and it goes to another scene. And how they did it here is the scene plays out exactly as it did in the film. But then after the wipe, the scene continues here on this Clone Wars episode with Ahsoka walking in and her interacting with them. 
Yeah, and I think it's really cool because in the movie you see、um, Mace with Anakin, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna send you, I'm gonna send you off." And so literally, like, and then Ahsoka comes in in the show, and she's like, "I need to speak with General Skywalker," and Mace tells her, "I just sent him off." Right. And so, like, what would have happened? You know, like, what would have happened if, like, she would have been able to talk to him? You know, like, maybe some not not that you should have been like prevented the entire Darth Vader era and all that, but like, you know, like they would have talked another time. Like, and that didn't happen. So, wow. Yeah, I think they they may have done that on purpose. Is like what you're saying. It's almost just like this moment just missed kind of event.、Ah. Wow, the realization literally seconds <laughs> with missing each other. Yeah. So after that, there is. I'm gonna make sure we don't miss anything. Oh, one of the cool notes is as they depart、uh, Mandalore,、uh, standing with Bo-Katan is Sabine, Sabine's mom. So Mom Ren, who I. I know she has an actual proper name, but、uh, that's the best you can describe it.、Uh, also, to describe the chamber that Maul's in, it almost looks like a carbonite chamber, kind of. But within, there's kind of these red lights, almost like lines. Very fitting for Maul. On the outside, there is. Uh, Mandalorian helmets too, so that's kind of a cool touch. And once again, I, I did want to mention、uh, the score really is implying uh, how we're uh, moments away from Order sixty six. I remember just feeling really weird in this episode, particular because of how how minimal the music was, and I was like, I, I was literally just like watching it, and I was like, it's really quiet, like. There, like, there's like a scene where like no one's talking. There's barely,、uh, there's if barely any music, very little music at all, and I'm just like, ah. <laughs> right. Yeah.、Uh, another cool touch to kind of connect the timelines is we've already had the clones with their the visors looking like that as they are in Revenge of the Sith. But here we have the red and white clone troopers, like they were the, they were kind of,、uh, they were the ones that、uh, escorted the Emperor to Mustafar when he found the burnt-up Anakin Skywalker. They're that kind of style, which I think was like、uh, they called like Coruscant clone security. I could be wrong on that. There were so many different uh, uh, clone designations. So、uh, after we see them, Rex and Ahsoka go to the bridge, and they kind of have this、uh, nice little like last talk. Kind of is is how it's meant to feel, and there's kind of like the salute, and it is a feel like the Clone Wars come to an end. He talks about like. You know, the Jedi were supposed to be these、uh, peacekeepers, but all I've been is this like soldier. And he's like, "Well, if it wasn't for this, then you know, me and all you know my clone brothers actually wouldn't exist." And she's like, "Well, I guess there is something, you know,、yeah. the、uh, something small did come out of this." Yeah, she said like at least like one good thing came out of this war. Yeah. So, and then on that note, it all goes down.、Uh, 
You cut to the scene where uh, Rex is getting the call as he did to all the uh, clone commanders like Cody and everything. And he triggers Order 66. And the real interesting thing for the moment with Rex is if you know earlier in the series, there was the character Fives. He found out about this this plot and he almost disclosed it to Rex. And Rex in that episode... He didn't fully get it, but he was curious as to what's going on. So he made like this recording of which we see later here in this episode. But uh, the interesting thing is uh, there is like a little bit of resistance with Rex to the order. And when he like turns around, he actually wants to stop the other troopers from shooting and he's going to do it, you know, as much as he can. And like, uh, there's like tears in his eyes. Yeah, and he's really sad. And it's kind of like a little heartbreaking, you know, because like they have a good relationship and stuff like that. And she can you can just tell how confused she is as every, as is every other Jedi right now. And well i just wanted to mention as order 66 is going down you actually get the voiceover it's really cool of the uh, mace windu anakin skywalker palpatine moment you know you have to choose don't let him kill me and he's too powerful to be kept alive yeah he must live exactly yeah and yeah ahsoka like hears that in her head and then it happens like a second later and yeah everything with rex and the guys turning the guns on her and yeah he looks so sad damn and he's like his his hands are shaking while he's pointing the guns at her wow yeah so uh she has to come into motion as some jedi were able to do some jedi weren't you know completely caught off guard a lot were but uh she's being completely surrounded and gunned at from all these clones she takes out a few but in the end she has to escape into above into the kind of passageways above and so you know yeah she doesn't know what's going on but uh has to kind of quickly put it together she comes upon a series of droids really cute one of them uh she does call r7 and it does look exactly like obi-wan's you know droid from attack of the clones so there's a good chance it is and that's actually a really cool connection yeah that's nice that they that that's a little tidbit because um I think it's cool how you kind of you kind of know that like droids aren't always going to be a part of like someone's life, but they have the possibility of popping up like this. Right. So uh, the plan is then to hunt her down, but uh, she connects with these droids to kind of put a plan together, and it ends up working in that they're able to kind of trap rex in this corridor and like shock him and it's funny because she's like hey like we just want to knock him out like don't you know yeah, kill him don't actually like hurt him guys like yeah so they're able to take him in and do a scan and she's like she actually found the, some stuff that uh some of the records because he did mention fives and she's able to look it up and kind of find this uh it's really cool, this Kaminoan uh, talking about the chips and everything like that. So uh, I skipped over actually a big moment where after between her and getting the droids, uh, the order was to go 
kill Maul. But instead of, uh, not of course, but Ahsoka actually does help him, save him. And he's like, cool, let's work together. And she's like, no, that's not why I'm doing this. She's like, she's like, you're just going to create a diversion for me. And he's like, well, how about hooking me up with a weapon? She's like, nope. She's like, you can, you can figure it out on your own. <laughs> yep. She's like, I'm doing this for me. You go cause some chaos and we both win. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, jumping back to them having Rex, uh, they're, they're kind of stuck behind a door and, you know, clones are trying to get in to get them. And she tells, you know, one droid, as soon as they open the door, you've got to reconfigure it to close it again. So it's really cool. She's working with all these droids and she's like, scan him. You know, we got to find the chip and everything like that. And they're having a hard time finding it. And then she uh, does the cool, it's like a true Inway connection. Uh, 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 the force is with me and I am oh, with the force. Feeling channeling like that energy into him and then he kind of like says it too yeah he, like he like wakes up and when as he's saying it too and on that note the droid is able to detect it and find it and then she's like you know uh, quickly like get it out of him and as then the the troops are breaking through and so at the same time they're able to eliminate it. We're unsure. Like, we know it did, but it, they kind of show it. Like, we don't know. And he, like, sits up and you think, oh, no, he could, like, get her. But instead, he actually shoots to help her. Yeah. And now we're back good, so. Yeah, he shot the other guys. And I was like, oh, like, his brothers. But also, you know, like, they've turned. Like, nothing else you can do at this point. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. So on that moment, he's, you know, he reveals to her, like, you know, we kind of, I, I, I heard a little something about this, but, you know, I didn't want to believe it. And, you know, Fives, he's the one that figured this out. And it's like the whole army, clone army of the Republic now is like against the Jedi. And that's... Where is Fives at this point? Oh, he's with the guys. That's right. He's chilling. He's fine, right? Who knows? It's hard to say. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, you know, that'd be a fun story to tell, but uh, I don't know if they will. I'd love to see that comic. Yep. Well, on that note, uh, I think we need to bring an end to this episode. We went 50 minutes for you, so hopefully you enjoyed that. And we're going to come back right away tomorrow to talk about the series finale, talk about Star Wars Day as a whole, and all that. So, uh, ready to put a cap on this one? Is that really how the episode ended? With them? Yeah. Just that? Yeah. See, I always think there's more, guys. Like, what the heck? Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. So, uh, hopefully you enjoyed this. Uh, make sure you check out everything else we got going on in East Society. We got all kinds of shows going on right now. Uh, Nez put up one we recorded about Total Recall. Um, we got a uh, new wrestling show. Shout out, guys. And, you know, everything else going on. So, yeah. We're going to come back with our Mass Singer episodes. We're going to record a couple episodes for that, cover the end of uh, Mass Singer and Mass Society for you. And yeah, we'll be back with more Clone Society. So thanks for listening. And until next time, have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, East Society. <laughs>